morning, everyone. Morning. It's, it's a, such a pleasure to be here and uh, seeing people that I already know, but meeting new people and even people that I met before I met Ben. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. He went to my hometown in Brazil, in the northeast of Brazil, and then also seeing people that went uh, as a team. Paul? Where's Caroline, Paul? Is she? Okay. Oh, anyway, but oh, I, I had to mention because it's so nice. And then other people praying and supporting us over the years. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, ben is here, my lovely husband. Thank you for coming, Ben, to support me today. Uh, so we're going to be in two meetings today, so so spiritual, well, so holy. Uh, um, the, of, uh, the title of my talk today is While We Are Waiting. While We Are Waiting, okay? I, I just it was nice to see, like, Charles waited so much. I know he didn't want his mom to die, but anyway, was a waiting time, was a time that was needed for him. Uh, I will share a bit of my story and encourage you to share your story too. I want us to imagine now we are in a hot country, okay? Just imagine. <laughs> Just we are um, sitting down on a pavement outside of our house, just with chairs, sitting down, uh, informal, you know, just gather friends from the street or maybe people passing by and see, oh, what's happening there? And then just have, just have a talk. And that was the best place to share the gospel. And I was thinking about that, preparing, I was triggered by, you know, the most people that became Christian in our ministry, it was like the people we met, we talked, not like in a, in a church itself, they, they ended up coming to church, but it was like the connection, was the helping each other, you know, it was just the living the real life and showing Christ in our attitudes and the way we were living. It's a kind of, you know, helping with projects, just being part of the community. But that was simply like that, living. Like we breathe, we breath, we breathe, yep. Oh, so bear with me with my English. <laughs> okay, you are there. It's, it's, it's normally in the evenings because it's so hot during the day you don't want to sit down, okay, uh, outside of the house. But it was a, a nice um, place to be and then doesn't matter if it was hot or cold, always had a cup of tea, not a cup of like herb tea. And then no food. Normally, because many people, they don't afford to, you know, maybe some biscuits. Maybe, if you're lucky. Anyway. Second um, Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so, through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of the Lord. God's promises will always be fulfilled. Yes or not? Yes. Bigger ones, smaller ones, cheeky ones, <laughs> impossible ones. Promises for the nations, for a specific people, 
a particular church, a person, a family. Just bear in mind, God's promises always will be fulfilled. If it was, or if it is God speaking, it will happen. Okay, if it's God speaking, saying that we're going to happen. I will give a brief background of my journey so far with God, and after that I will share about my own time of waiting from the moment God gave me a promise until its fulfillment. My hope is that my story will encourage you, my brothers and sisters, here today. It's not about me, I'm going to like use a lot of I, 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 but it's about, the main thing is about what God can do through us. And then, we, of course, I've got my story, Ben has his story, and then we had our story together. And then after that, our story as a church. But it's God, big picture. It's his story and our story. It's because of him. All praise, all praise to him. Yes? Uh, I was brought up of a very strong Catholic family. I believed in God. I was religious. I, I was a religion person. I was devoted to my religion, but never had an encounter with the living God. For a long time, I had this emptiness in my heart and in my life. I was already in college when I received my first New Testament from the Gideons, and I started reading it. I was fascinated uh, with the Gospels and present by Matthew, Luke, Mark, and John. And after a few months questioning my faith, my actions, my way of life, etc., I couldn't, I couldn't resist anymore. And finally, I gave my life to Jesus. It was 13 of January, 1995. I remember almost running to the front of the church to pray and give my life to Jesus. <laughs> it was a life-changing moment. From that mo time on, I was changed. The unconditional love of Jesus, his freedom, his forgiveness filled my heart and my body. I did discipleship studies and I, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit and baptized in water within three months. The Bible that I, re I had read before, now it started to make sense. The Bible passages were so real to me, and I realized I wanted to, to do God's will. I wanted to learn and become more and more like my Heavenly Father. And so the journey began. Three months into my new life in Christ, God used a guy from the south of Brazil to tell me that he will take me to another country to preach the gospel. My pastor doubted this prophecy. He couldn't believe that God would take me to another country when my hometown and my own country struggled to find people to share the news. I just trusted the Lord. I thought that if it was God, I would, it would happen. Like Mary, I kept these words in my heart. 
sometime with our small minds, we try to plan how everything will happen. I thought, oh, I would go to a Bible college, learn about theologic stuff and etc. And I, after that, I would be sent by church to be a missionary abroad. Seems perfectly. <laughs> I learned from early on in uh, my Christ life that the first missionary fields is my family, our family. It's where we live and our neighborhood, etc. So I was very involved in my local church. I was a youth co-worker and then a youth leader. I was visiting hospitals, preaching in school, prison. I was traveling to preach in other churches in the area. I was evangelizing in small mission events, going door to door. I was happy cleaning the church, <laughs> organizing meals for the needy, and I was doing discipleship. Funnily enough, uh, some of the leaders in our area now, they came from my, my discipleship group. It's amazing. They know more than me now. Yeah. <laughs> the time went by and then I was leading the youth and organizing a week, week's uh, evangelistic event in my hometown where a group of English people were coming to help our work in Brazil. Our denomination in Brazil were very uh, involved with Tia Fund and other compassion and, and also independent people that would like to, to come and help. So, um, Ta-da! It was August of 1996. I met Ben. <laughs> I met Ben. Our stories crossed. <laughs> and after two months, we were going out. Wow, that's amazing. When I had uh, Ben, yeah, no, no, no missing. Ben said I was desperate. I was getting older and older, so I was desperate. <laughs> It's his story, anyway, he's part of the story. Ben had gone to Brazil for a year to help with the social project in our organization. He had to come back to England after his first year, but he felt strongly God calling him to go back to Brazil and help over there. He returned to Brazil after seven months, one call a month, and letters, not internet. Oh, that was, that was good, it was good. <laughs> we managed. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> and then in March 1999, he, he went back to Brazil. Oh, 98. Oh, yeah, oh my goodness, sorry. Oh my goodness, I'll be in trouble. Uh, went back to Brazil. We got married in December, 12 of the same year. Ben was ready living in Ibiara, and, and I moved there after our wedding. Ben lived in Ibiara for 10 months before we got married, and we lived there as a couple for 16 years. We had our kids there, Josias and Anna, maybe some people that know, know them. They are now 21 and 18. We planted church. We led many people to Jesus. In 2015, we moved to England, and... We have been here, living here now for eight years. Quite amazing now, yeah? What's happened? It was like just a brief story. I waited patiently for 20 years for this promise to be fulfilled. The moment on the guy, like God said, I'm gonna take you to another country from I am now here. <laughs> it was 20 years. That the time was so needed. 
I need that time. I really need that time. And then I just want to share you between that, there was a life to live. There was a calling to, to, to say yes. There was so many, many things to do that between that time. And then maybe I just want to, God is calling you or God gave you a promise or God telling you we're going to do that, do that. Just don't be okay. Just, oh my God, I'm not doing it. I'm going to wait. I'm not doing anything. Or, or what's we going to do now? It's just, no, there is something to do, a special thing to do between like this time we are waiting, okay? It's a special as well. It's, it's a special. While I was waiting, God was changing me. God was changing me. God was teaching me. God was molding me. I learned English. Maybe you say you're not, but I'm convinced I, I, I learned English. <laughs> um, I met wonderful and incredible people. I had to face hard times. <laughs> I cried so many times. We had teams from the UK come to minister and visited the UK with, um, and then we visited the UK several times, and I saw hundreds become Christian. Several people are now in, in church leadership, including La Luna Sidno. You may know her. Uh, and they are planting now a church in Swindon, John and La Luna. So La Luna came from our um, little village and church, and she is today leading a church in Swindon. Um, of course, as a human, we failed. <laughs> uh, but God helped us. Uh, we praised him. Uh, I was loved by him, and then I became a mother. It's lovely. I became a mother, and this time was needed for me to be able to stand here today, to be in that generation where women, a woman has a voice, a woman has a place in the leadership. I'm not saying I, I oh, I would like to be a leader. No, no. When I came over, it was so nice, Angela. She had a, a, a prayer meetings on a Fridays for ladies. And then I joined it. And then I learned so much from you, Angela. Thank you very much. It's so special. So, uh, and the, yeah, so I was in a welcome because my, my English wasn't good enough. But I was there. I was helping. I was with the kids. Ben was working. And then I, I knew that God was doing new things. And I was an English teacher in Brazil, and I was uh, like had the position, missionary and everything. And then I came here, and then I'm a cleaner. But I'm so glad I'm here. I'm a cleaner. I choose to be a cleaner. But now I know God wants me there, because I am in the people's houses. I'm bringing a blessing. I'm praying for people. I'm helping people, most non-Christian people. So I know that was the place. I know it's, it's the, maybe I'll not stay that for long. But anyway, God knows. Um, I just want to uh, encourage you today to trust God's promise to you. To trust God's promise to you. There is a time for everything and a season 
for every activity under the heavens. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says. One same example for that came to my head when I was writing this was David, the young shepherd boy. <laughs> he was anointed king and had to wait for nearly 15 years. Sorry, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it's like nearly 15 years to finally become the king, king of Israel. I'm sure this time was needed in order to him to be ready. He was learning how to shepherd, to look after the sheep, to, to help do things, learning how to fight, to, to protect, and everything. The second thing, it's again, trust. Trust, that is the word you're going to listen a lot, trust. Trust that he is powerful. God is powerful and more than able to do more than you can ask or imagine. If you are waiting for the salvation of a mem family member, or a healing, or a provision, or a job, or calling for the nation, the plans that he has for you are bigger than you ever imagined. There is a time to be equipped and transformed. There are adventures to live, and so many things to learn, and so many lives to touch in between. And another thing is to carry on seeking him. By yourself and with other others as a church, praying together, helping each other, supporting one another. is spending time with him and sharing the good news of salvation here and now where you go. The nations are coming to Basingstoke. The nations are coming to Basingstoke. We were in Wales on holiday this week <laughs> and I was praying about, we were praying about um, the talk and, and I I heard Colin telling me, if, if you know me like closer, you know, I, don't, I normally don't want to say, or oh, God told me, or, but I said, God, is it right? Is it right? Is it you? And then God said, yes, it's me. <laughs> and then that, it's simple to say, tell my people to stay together, to stay united, to look after one another. If your heart is burning now, maybe it's God talking to you. To seek me and my kingdom. To forgive one another. To help one another. And the growth will happen. Simple like that. Simple like that. And my prayer today is that God will open our eyes. To see that he's in control. He is working and he is helping us to carry on seeking his will for ourselves individually and also as his church. He is doing a new thing. Amen. Thank you. Amen.